Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Good morning to you. The Otago Sparks continue their strong run of results this summer with a first up win over the Central Hines in the T20 Super Smash. Leading the way for the Blue and Golds was their skipper and star player Susie Bates who cracked 64 of 52 balls in that eight-run victory. It was a pretty tight affair, but in the end, they're having a heck of a season. The Sparks, they seem to have found out uh, how to win. Susie Bates, good morning to you. Good morning, Sammy. How are you? Oh, I'm very good. I imagine you're smiling uh, down there south. It's been a tough <laughs> sort of uh, period into uh, this wonderful uh, thing you're going through now in terms of uh, the performance of the Otago Sparks. Uh, they've had a dream run of form. Yeah, we have. And, um, yeah, the 50-over campaign started really well and we knew how important it was to start the Super Smash well and thankfully the weather played part and we got a game in and yeah, like you said, it got really close but we held our nerve and I think just from winning games in the 50 over comp, we've got a lot of confidence so we knew we could get across the line and yeah, it's just exciting for the Sparks group who last season struggled a little bit at times. It's a good story this, uh, Susie, because I mean, you you know, to be for want of a better term, uh, you know, you were the team that uh, for a long time that the other sides wanted to beat up on down there and, and all of a sudden uh, you've turned this around. So uh, apart from the confidence side of things, what, what has been the secret, do you think, in terms of um, the turnaround? Yeah, I know um, Craig coming um, has had a massive impact on the group. Um, it's been great to have him around the last couple of years and just the confidence and the tactical awareness he's given the players. And I haven't been around all the time for the training, but the girls just love the environment and I think just the knowledge that they're getting from the likes of Craig has really helped. And, yeah, then winning games and having the likes of Kate Ibrahim join us from Canterbury and Katie Martin in good form, it's all sort of coming together at the right time. Okay, let's look at uh, Susie Bates in particular because uh, there's so much uh, very important cricket coming up that we need Susie Bates to be fully fit. How um, ha- How's the shoulder and ha- how's um, your return to cricket coming along? Yeah, um, the last two innings I've managed to actually spend some time in the middle, but yeah, leading up to that, it has been a little bit of a battle. Um, the shoulder surgery is the longest I've ever been out of a game and physically I came back pretty well and the shoulder was on track so yeah it's getting better every week in terms of the throwing um, but yeah the batting I felt really good in the net felt good in the middle but just have managed to get myself out so it's nice um, to have had two scores in a row and knowing what we've got coming up we've just got to keep churning out the runs and, and get as confident as I can leading into that World Cup. So in terms of rehabilitation, uh, would we be able to expect that you might be able to bowl again at some stage before the World Cup, or are you just going to focus now on batting because of, of the injury? Yeah, look, it was the focus. Um, obviously, I get picked in the white friends, so batting primarily, and the throwing was the key part, so I focused on that. I have actually 
um, got a little bit of offspin going in the net um, to help my shoulder, but Bob Carter may have banned that because I managed to um, split my finger trying to field one and I had to get some stitches, so <laughs> that's been put on hold again. But, um, yeah, I like to be involved in the game and I've talked with Craig about it. I don't think I'll be running in off the long run, but if I can bowl a few tweakers, that might be handy for the strikes at least. <laughs> It might be. It might well be. You just look after yourself. Now, listen, this World Cup is only four months away now. Uh, from, I mean, you've played in a number of, of world events, so for you it's um, not quite second nature, but you certainly know what's, uh, what's coming up. What about the, the level uh, of excitement around the, you know, the, the women's cricket fraternity? Can you sense it building? Yeah, absolutely. It's been a long time coming. Obviously, been delayed because of COVID. It's all we've been working towards. It's been on the forefront of the white friend's mind and we've had winter camps. We're having camps at the moment in between domestic schedule all with the focus on that World Cup and none of us have ever played in a home World Cup and obviously the last time New Zealand did, they managed to win it. So everyone's really excited. We know it's going to be tough. Um, I think the beauty of a 50-over World Cup is it's round robin and you play everyone. So, you know, the best team makes it through to those semi-final stage and that's definitely the goal and yeah, just can't wait for that to come around, but plenty of cricket before that. It's quite a highly publicised uh, tour of England. Um, you know, not every result went your way, but ha- what were the, the things I think, uh, well, that you think were, were the most gained from that experience over there, bearing in mind hadn't had the opportunity to play much cricket uh, at international level? Yeah, like the results obviously weren't ideal still, but I think as a group we'd had a tough summer um, and we weren't even competing with England at times. So I think apart from the first and the last game of the tour, we were in the fight every single game. We just haven't quite um, figured out as a group how to win those close ones yet. And um, for me, I think the most exciting thing is we were probably a little bit light with our bowling attack, missing the likes of Vanilla Kerr and Rosemary Mare. But our bowling's really stepped up and now we have so much depth in terms of selection for our bowling unit. So there's some huge positives. And for me personally, just to get back to international cricket level and um, you know, after such a long time out, it just gave me the confidence that I was going to be able to do a job at the top of the order. Susie, do you think the side is going to feel a lot more pressure playing at home? Yeah, look, we've talked about it a little bit. Um, I think at the moment, and it's easy to say now, but I think there's just pure excitement and the way the game's going in New Zealand, the profile of the game improving. We have got used to a bit more media um, than there used to be when I first started, so I'm sure we'll talk mm. about it as a group. We might even um, you know, work alongside the Black Caps and how they dealt with it in 2015. And I know Sophie Devine had some conversations with um, the likes of Mike Sandal and how they managed that group through a Home World Cup and, and managed to, I guess, embrace the, the pressure and expectations of the country. Yeah, and it's uh, a big one because uh, from the last time uh, we had it here, we won it, but that was uh, an age ago and those ladies won't want me saying that because it was uh, a long time ago. <laughs> Uh, having said that, you need players to be in form. Uh, Amelia Kerr back in the bowling ranks and, and looking like the, the leg spinners are coming out nicely. Sophie Devine has had a good WBBL. So uh, key players for you, uh, and I, I would imagine that is going to be the, the crux of the issue, so to speak, in, in terms of getting those key players all gelling together at the right time. 
Yeah, kind of feels like it's just coming together all at the right time. And I know since Bob Carter's been involved, he hasn't really been able to pick his best team. We had Amy Sathwaite out being pregnant. Um, Sophie's taking a break from the Australia's taking a break. I was out injured. And we've had other players in and out of the group. And I really feel like um, by this World Cup where he's going to have the ability to select the best of the players and having players in form coming off of summer. So I just hope that um, it's all just come together at the right time for Bob and Sophie and, and we'll be firing come March. WBBL final was uh, in front of 15,500 people. Man, it would be nice to get the country to engage into that at World Cup time, wouldn't it? It would be awesome. Um, I watched 100 over in England and they had a massive crowd at Lords for their final. Um, like you said, that final at Perth, a huge crowd. And yeah, I think if we're honest, it's down to us and the, and the brand of cricket we play and how well we do. New Zealand loves winners and you know if we can get to that knockout stage, I'm sure we'll have a lot of the country behind us, but we have to play good cricket. You certainly do. Um, and But uh, the excitement levels are... Uh, certainly there and and he met you you just touched on it before um the profile that the women's game is getting through the media etc um that's going to be huge uh, i mean that I, I i anticipate that that uh, around about january february is, is going to be huge as you look at that march 4th opener um so i think you know the country there's a, there are positive signs i think for for the country and the media are a huge part of it getting in behind this yeah, we are, and I've noticed a shift in the last sort of five years of, you know, more games on TV, then people start following their favourite players, and, you know, you can watch Sophie New Zealand, you can watch her play in Australia, and everyone just gets to know the players and wants to come down to the ground and, and see how they go. So, yeah, there's been a huge shift, and I'm just really excited to see what New Zealand can do, and I just think with COVID and everything that's gone on, if we can get families into the ground on the banks and and watching some cricket, it's going to be a really cool time and just something that I've always looked forward to. And, yeah, it's going to probably be the highlight of a very long career for me. Uh, I've got, got to say, Susie, um, we're, we're watching a test match in India at the moment where the conditions are tending to dictate the outcome of it. Uh, if it came to producing uh, good pitches, and, and bearing in mind we are playing at home, would there be a preference for the White Ferns in terms of pitches for this, for this upcoming World Cup? Yeah, I think there's grounds that we tend to do well at in New Zealand and that's the likes of um, Eden Park, the Basin Reserve and Hagley Park where there is a little bit more pace and bounce and a little bit of swing and seam. I guess similar to the Black Caps um, with our bowlers, if we can use those conditions, um, it does suit us. And when we have played at um, the likes of Bay Oval and often slower turning wickets, that hasn't suited us as much, although we love... Um, staying in Mount Monganui <laughs> um, and I don't want to yeah. stop playing there there are I think those wickets with the likes of Leah Tahu who Sophie with a bit of extra pace and our swing bowlers it does help us you know there's just a little bit of green in those wickets early on So uh, in terms of World Cup build up as a unit as a team uh, what does your schedule look like after Christmas? Yeah, we've been really fortunate with um, the support from New Zealand Cricket in that we've been able to have two camps already in between domestic schedules. So we've been at Lincoln together as a group, training on grass wickets, having some internal matches just to, 
I guess, bridge that gap between domestic and international cricket and play against each other as a squad. Um, we've got a camp in Mountain Monganui, um, not this week, but next week, just four days. And the same thing, I think we're playing against the, um, a boys' team. And then we've got another camp in Nelson um, in between Super Smash before we play against India in a um, five-match one-day series. I think there's one 2020 in that series, but... Yeah, that's kind of the plan. Spending as much time together as we can in the group to challenge each other in the nets and also just, I guess, stay connected with our plans and um, working together to what's going to be a pretty big tournament. Sounds exciting. It really does. Look forward to it. Um, we'll be working on it myself, so I'm really looking forward to you guys, you, you, you as a unit doing well, to be perfectly honest. It's always easier to commentate when your team's doing well, so easy, I promise you that. So uh, all the best. <laughs> All the best in your build-up, um, and particularly for you in, in terms of getting that shoulder right and getting back to full capacity. Loving to see the fact that you've got uh, some runs on the ball. Uh, well done. Thank you very much. Thanks, Susie. Yeah, look forward to seeing you there. Yeah, cheers. Yeah, we, we certainly do. Susie Bates there, uh, fantastic. She has been for New Zealand women's cricket over the years. An absolute Hall of Fame standout. She's just been so good, and it's nice to see, and you can hear it in her voice, that the desire... Uh, you know, and, um, you know, the, the fact that it's just around the corner, you can hear how excited she is. So if that filters through the group uh, with that kind of experience, uh, I think that's a big step in the right direction.